This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Ow. You got to listen to Ow. your Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode number 40. Liam is for some reason in a great deal of pain. Liam, what's wrong with you? I am 40. The oldest age someone in their 20s can comprehend. Is it? Why? There's no... 40's it, right? You just die after 40? (laughs) No, there's a whole other, on average, 40 to 45 years after that, depending where you live. What? In yeah. fact, 40 is probably about half of your life. Garrett, what age were you when you realized 30 wasn't actually old? <laughs> It'll probably be in about four more years. <laughs> As a 28-year-old now. My favorite thing was when I was like 16, I was like, bro, when I hit 30, it's done. Like, I'm dead, essentially. Like, it's... So, you know, you get your, your, your tens... When you're growing up, your teens, when you're cool, and you then your twenties, where you peak, and then thirty, you die. That's that's what my knowledge of the the human life cycle at sixteen. At sixteen, yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking? At sixty, I understand if that's your knowledge of the human life cycle. If you're like seven and you don't have like a real comprehension of time, no, see, I didn't have a comprehension. I was just like, once you're thirty, your body starts breaking down, and you die. <laughs> It is all downhill from 30. I just assumed. Not, in, not, not mentally, perhaps in a literal sense, but I was like, yeah, that's when life starts to wrap up. <laughs> Based on the person who was just like, ow, everything hurts at the start of this podcast. Everything does hurt. As a person who's turning, what are you turning? 22 this week? 20, next week? 23. <laughs> 23 next week. You are 22 at the moment. 22. <laughs> so yeah, you're basically done too. So what can you say? I don't know anymore. So, how's video games? Damn it! I said what not do you to bring up the Xbox. <laughs> uh, I didn't see it because you went to bed like a coward. I went to bed to be up at three a.m. to record this podcast. It's nearly nine o'clock at the time. <laughs> Stop being a drama queen. That's three a.m. for me. It really is. If I got up, to, if I had to get up for something at half nine, I would fall asleep on average around half five and get about four hours sleep and die. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to sleep after this. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like job done, podcast recorded, yeah. sleep until next week. Yeah, I'm gonna clock out and go to sleep, and then I'm gonna wake up at midday and start living my life. That sounds like a plan. This isn't good podcasting. That's our show every week, though. <laughs> why do people listen? I don't know. Hello, people. Tell us, why do you listen? Thank you for listening to us. It provides me a tinge of meaning. It, the, the little bit of validation in your life that comes from our wonderful listeners. It justifies having a Twitter account. <laughs> that you do not allow people to see. Yeah. I noticed you took your Twitter account out of the freaking Wargames profile. I was like, Liam Jones. (laughs) Hiding it to that degree. I'm making it a little fun scavenger hunt. (laughs) 
I was like, oh, Liam's taking it out. He's really, he's really digging his head under the ground to avoid everybody seeing him on the Twitter world. You're, you're that ashamed of your takes? You're that ashamed of your opinions? I'm going to unfollow the War Games account. <laughs> There'll be no connection. They'll be completely separated. You know what? Uh, to make up for it, I'm going to start... Reading Liam's tweets on the podcast. No, 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 I'll leave. I'll leave. I'm deleting them right now. I'm deleting every tweet I've ever tweeted. Going to tweetdelete.com. Going to an online class late so I can... No, I deleted it! Doesn't what exist! I, what I assume it doesn't exist! the Adam Cole interview. I'm, delete- he he I'm deleting all of these. Yeah, okay. Sign Kingston, though. <laughs> I honestly thought Atlas forgot about SMT5. <laughs> Uh, I haven't heard a Roddy R- Rich Roddy song Ridge, other yes. than The Box, yeah, The Box, goes, not referencing the Keith Duffy. <laughs> he goes, he... Uh, Pretty ass game. Uh, you really like the word ass, don't you? Hate it. Why did I wake up for this? To be abused <laughs> on my own get. podcast. This is what you get for locking your Twitter. If you didn't take your Twitter account out of the war games thing, then this wouldn't have happened. You know what? There are consequences for your actions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read your Twitter. Oh, I will. I'll gladly. No, I'm gonna do it. The worst thing about Disney buying no, Fox no, is one. I'm gonna do it. Oh, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> The Rascals had an incredible showing against the Motor City Machine Guns at Hashtag Slammiversary at Desmond Xavier at Zachary Wentz. Check out select highlights from Hashtag Slammiversary on our YouTube channel. That's a good bit. Yeah. Good work. The Good Brothers t-shirts are available now at Shop Impact Deals. Yeah, you can get one for The Good Brothers, you can get one for Carol Anderson, you can get one for Doc Gallows. I'm pretty sure Carl Anderson has had that exact shirt design for like eight years. <laughs> It's basically just his name on a t-shirt. Yeah, but what uh, more could you want? I'm it's pretty his sure name he had that exact shirt in New Japan. <laughs> oh. oh, God. I mean, yeah, this is a great Eric Young shirt, and everyone should buy it. There you go. There's a Motor City Machine Gun shirt out as well. Using which... discount code WARGAME. <laughs> we don't have a discount code. You go in, you get 75% off. Just use the code <laughs> WARGAMES at the end after you've paid for it, and they'll refund you 75% of the purchase. <laughs> but um, it's it's taken off before you even see the price, so if you see it's the same price nope. as it's and if, showing, and if that that's doesn't a, that's work, already worked just out. contact the Impact Wrestling Twitter account. I'm sure they'll be able to talk you through the entire process. Every week, we review WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite. Last week, NXT won, so yeah. we kick off with NXT. Woo. And I'm going straight into something I give, I'm giving out about. I hate, I really hate, when you do the gimmick... Where someone becomes a double champion, and then they just vacate the title. That's so lame. I don't know. You gotta do it some way. But, like, have him defend it and lose it. Uh, even if he, like, defends it and loses in a triple threat match, or even in a ladder match, say, and he loses. If you don't want to pin him, that's fine. But the whole, like, I'm just giving it up. T- TNA did the same thing in 2016 when Lashley won all the belts. And then he's like, I do not want these belts anymore. And just threw them down. I'm like, okay. So we just went through, like, six weeks of him winning all the belts, only for him to just be like, I do not want them anymore. And Keith Lee, we just did that double title match, the big important double title match, the crown a double champion, just for it to be like, nah, relinquishing the title. 
stupid. I hate... Also, this was built as a monumental announcement, a big special announcement. I'm like, stop it, NXT. Stop announcing announcements <laughs> that are only just stupid story progression things. It's a, a big Tony Khan. This is the biggest night in the history of pro <laughs> wrestling. Taz brings out the FTW title. Oh, yeah, people, people, uh, yeah, they're running, running wild with their failure to manage expectations. Stop it. Stop making announcements of our announcements that are mediocre. Do you remember when AEW, like, first started and the Twitter account was like, massive <laughs> news tonight, and everyone's like, oh shit, action figures, video game, and it's like, we are coming to New York State. <laughs> that was a good day. And, like, Tony Khan had to apologize. <laughs> he yelled at the, <laughs> the Twitter account. <laughs> on Twitter uh, <laughs> he, he replied and was like yo calm down <laughs> imagine your boss replying to you on Twitter and being like eh. uh, Keith Lee he's not a North American champion anymore yeah as well, he shouldn't be eventually you gotta have one and not the other he should have given up the NXT championship I, I expect him to like you know have a tinge of sadness in the moment he's like nah fuck it give it to these kids I won the big boy belt here, have have the table scraps. Yeah, basically. And Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano are like, yay! We can fight for the belt that in Gargano's case he's already had! Woo! It, at least Finn makes sense why he wants it, because it's a belt he hasn't had. Gargano's like, you should really be going after one thing at this point. The WWE Championship. Uh, the... AEW TNT Championship. The Cruiserweight Championship. He should go after the Cruiserweight, then he could be the first NXT Grand Slam winner. There will be a series of triple threat matches, five to put, to put, to, to put participants into a ladder match at the next NXT TakeOver. They love the meaningless ladder matches. They love the meaningless triple threats. They sure do. Uh, so we went from the thing that I didn't like to Dexter Loomis against Killian Day. Which was actually kind of okay. <laughs> it was actually a perfectly fine match, yeah. but I just... I couldn't possibly care, but it was a perfectly fine match. Weird that, like, if there was one person in, like, of the random NXT signings that you would think I wouldn't get into, it would be Dexter Loomis, but, like, I'm surprisingly like, yeah, alright. Put the belt on him. I mean, maybe not that far. Put the North American belt on him. That means Finn has to be out of contention for that ladder match, too. Good. (laughs) And Thatcher. I want to see Thatcher in a ladder match. Oh, that is the match next week. It is Finn against Thatcher against Loomis. Yeah, Loomis should win. I saw Timothy Thatcher in a ladder match. In a multi-man ladder match. He stretching ladders. He just breaks them over himself. This ladder is not structurally secure. This was a good match, though. It was, yeah, it was a decent match. Loomis won. Yeah. Yeah, and he did, like, a kip-up thing, because the weird pervert does a kip-up leg drop. But that was always the thing about Sam Shaw, like, going back to his TNA days, was he was actually super athletic, which was his selling point, and then he became a weirdo he did, who did none of his cool athletic stuff, and it's like, what's going on? Why are you being bad? Didn't he used to wear, like, swimming shorts? <laughs> he did, but he was wearing board shorts, because he was a cool guy. That's cool. Only cool guys wear board shorts, that's true. He'd do backflips and cool dropkicks, and, like, he'd do a spot where someone would back body drop him, but he'd land on his feet... And it looked really cool. And uh, he stopped doing all of that. Have you ever met a guy who wears board shorts that wasn't cool? That's true. Except for Seth Rollins. Oh, you really undercut your point there. I know, I just, I just remembered him, like, in IWA, <laughs> wearing board shorts and just, like, moshing to the ring. Roderick Strong, interview. Dakota Kai, interview. There we go. <laughs> Woo. 
<laughs> Which brought us to Brizango defeating Everrise. Brizango are dressed as Mounties. Where the Mounties? Uh, uh, uh. NXT commentary is like they have the best entrances in wrestling. It's like, do they? They come out in an outfit. It's not that good an entrance. I, I kind of got like embarrassed <laughs> watching it. I was like, oh, are we over this stuff? Yeah, it's it's like they're not good. They're not even good entries. It's not like they're doing good parodies. It's like they're wearing a Mountie outfit and they come out to the Mountie song, and that's it. They should start doing like the moves. They should just start parodying legends. Just do the Charlie Ars gimmick again. Yeah, or the Big Show gimmick, or the many many people who have done that gimmick gimmick. And um, they also immediately have given up on like Brizango's new theme that they got because <laughs> it's just back to their old theme, which is also slightly upsetting because. Tyler Breeze's theme is much better than Fandango's. So I'm like, oh, Tyler Breeze's theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it kicks into Fandango's. I'm like, aww. It's like when you're watching a main roster Sasha Banks match. And it's like, do, 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 do. And you're like, oh, yeah, Sasha Banks theme song. And then it kicks into her terrible new theme song. I'm like, aww. Remember Fandangoing? What, what a phenomenon that was for 15 minutes. Like, number one on the iTunes charts. <laughs> they, it's, uh, then they beat it into the ground <laughs> I'm doing it right now You better be doing it right da, now da, 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 da. And then he got hurt Which doesn't help Alright Liam, Shotty Blackheart against Aaliyah I want you to tell me one thing about this wrestling match I know the finish <laughs> Hey the finish doesn't count Uh, give me one second. This is our new bit. Our new bit is um, is NXT mid card matches trying to recall a single feature of them. Blackheart gave Aaliyah a series of forearms. Blackheart, stop <laughs> reading. Reading is cheating. Oh, she did the Sling Blade Bulldog. All right, I'll give you that. Even though you still also read that. Yeah, yeah, but I read it and then I remembered it. So that counts as me remembering it. I remember the finish. That's it. She did a nice senton. Her senton's like as good as Jimmy Jacobs, and he is the best senton. Yeah, usually I'd be like, a senton as a finish, yeah, but hers works. Yeah, because she like flings her head back. But it's also, like Darby's finish is essentially just the senton as well. It's a back. It has flair. It's falling <laughs> with style, not just falling. Falling with grace. Robert Stone after the match got run over by a tank again before Mercedes Martin has has saved him. And apparently she's going to be in the Robert Stone brand? Why is Shotzi so mean? Yeah, poor, poor freaking... She won the match too. She already got she everything she wanted. She didn't need to do this. She had running people over with her tank just to get, you know, get some shits and giggles. You know, I hate Shotzi Blackheart. Robert Stone is just trying, you know, he's trying to do his best. He's trying to get some clients, trying to hustle things. You're like, oh, Brian Cage, he has, Taz has to maintain his clients. Taz is a commentary gig. Poor Robert Stone's got nothing mm. if he doesn't have clients. Plus he can, he's gonna and crawl she's out running him over the week. tank. He can't stand. He'll, like, ride Mercedes Martin into the ring on her back. <laughs> he's going to have his own tank, and there'll be a tank. He should tank. have his own tank. Call it the Stone Tank. See that they're bringing WWE characters to World of Tanks? And Shotzi was not one of them. I mean, let's be real. For four people that play World of Tanks, that would know who Shotzi Blackheart is. Wait, what's what's the demo? What's the demo on on World of Tanks? Probably like thirty year old iPhone users. Well, there you go. See, there's like two thousand of them that would know who Shotzi is. So they should have put the tank in the game. 
I'm saying if their demo was more in the 50s, then, then there would be a, fi- a bunch of shotsy fans that you could put in there. I don't think 50 plus play any video games. That's the problem. If To be fair, if they play one game, it would be World of Tanks, I feel. That's true. It's really that or um, Candy Crush, probably. Uh, do you ever play Candy Crush? No, surprisingly. Like, I played a ton of Angry Birds like and Temple Run. Remember Temple Run? Yeah. That was a good game. Minion Rush. I played, um... Do you remember that, like... That, like, piano game where, like, the black piano keys will fall down on your phone and you can, like, tap them in sequence? No, I do not. It was, like, a music game. Like, a rhythm game, basically. I used to play a lot of that. Yeah. And there was that numbers game where, like, everything times by itself and you had to get to a certain amount. Yeah. Phone games, eh? Yeah, mobile gaming. Look at it go. Oh. Farmville. That was a Facebook game, but still. I never played Farmville. Neither have I. A bunch of people, like, Farmville was very popular toward, like... Maybe last year in college, or for first year in college, last year in secondary school, where people were playing Farmville. Oh, I don't think I started my Facebook until 2010, did I? I don't even know. Farmville, the cause of much parent neglect. Hmm. Imagine being like, fuck up, child. I need to focus on the farm. Farm is where we get our money. Farmville is a genius game when you think about it, though. What even is it? Well, it's a farming simulator where you, like, engage with your other friends. Uh, there was, like, mechanics so that you could do the more friends you had playing the game, I think, the better you could do. So it's, like, it, it spread like that. It's like, that is so smart. And then you go to the island and you <laughs> pick from the trees. Isaiah saw Isaiah swerve. Isaiah saw squaw. His name is a tongue twister. Uh, he's very happy at the fact he lost the guy Johnny Gargano. Sure, I hate I hate that stuff where it's like I took Gargano to the limit, so I'm pretty good, right? I'm like, no, shut up. Especially when you say it, like it's fine if that's what you show us, but when you say it, it's like, yeah, you were really settling for less here. I I want my my heroes to aspire for more. Especially when it's like, I took Johnny Gargano to the limit, so now I'm going to challenge for the cruiserweight title. It's yeah. like, well. He said he was eventually going to go after him. Not now. It's not, I don't think he'll be showing up next week to have a title. He'll earn it in a triple threat match. No, <laughs> oh, no. With Tony Nese and Kushida. Where's Kushida? Who knows? Remember him? Nah. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano in a, uh, frankly, really good triple threat match. Though I will say... It did make me more want just a Roderick Strong against Johnny Gargano match. Mm. But I thought it was a really good triple threat match. Just when, like, from this point on, the show was really good. Mm. Like th- This feels like the first time in, honestly, a couple of months on NXT that they're just like, hey, you're three good wrestlers. Go out there and just kill it for 15 minutes. Go. Just go. Yeah. Which is, like, used to be a staple of just, like, hey, we have a Pete Dunne, we have a meh, chuck them all in there. That's where all the, it's where the trios feud between Pete Dunne, Damien Priest, and Killian Dane came from. This is a better version of that. I desperately hope that the final North American title qualifier is somehow Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, and Damien Priest. Uh, I, I will cancel this podcast if that's the final qualifier. Um, this was a good match. Bronson Reed, Reed won. won. Were you surprised that Reed won? No, because I spoiled. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> Tim Thatcher defeated Oni Lorcan in a match that was somehow even more boring than their last match. There was like a minute in this match, like just a minute, where they started hitting each other and doing suplexes. And I'm like, oh, look, they're doing that. No. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. They should just do like... I think these two need to have like a three minute match. 
just do all the hitting each other and suplexes and none of the sitting there doing nothing for the other 15 minutes. The never open weight title needs to be on the line to encourage them. I know people love these kind of matches, but they're so dull. Do something, for the love of God. I like them in not NXT. I like them when I'm going in expecting them. When I'm watching, I was going to say Progress, but that's cancelled now. When it wasn't cancelled, and Thatcher would show up and be like, I have a match against Walter, I have a match against Riddle, I have a match against... And I'd be like, alright, cool, I know what I'm going in, I know what I'm expecting, and it does exactly that, and it rules. But I turn on NXT and I just have this banger, high spots, triple threat, and then it's like, alright, let's slow it down, brother. (laughs) Just not what I expect at that point. Yeah. Which I think probably goes into the bigger point about show structure, but... And just Tim Thatcher in WWE in general. What a weird fit. It's always going to be weird. That's why he needs to do the ladder match. Just so he can learn how to work the WWE style, which is falling off ladders. Yes. Safe company. Mercedes Martinez officially joined the Robert Stone brand. Potentially. Probably. Hell yeah. He finally has a client. Yeah, no way. Fuck you, Aaliyah. (laughs) <laughs> she's just like you're not important she's a big deal now well now it's like okay Aaliyah you have firmly taken the role of person who gets pinned to set up Mercedes feuds which uh, that's a prestigious role in wrestling pin eater that's a role you hey it's a role to get a, to have a job it does look at Yoshihashi hell fucking yay he's about to win the tag belts with Okada's Finn Balor is like your push is gonna hit a sailing <laughs> that was even worse than her, I guess. <coughs> yeah go on sorry Work away. Yeah, I, can, I don't even want to do it. It's too early. Do John Moxley. No. Um, do John Moxley. Snakes in the fucking ground. Your push. <laughs> uh, I've, I'm out of practice. Give me a week. I'm just going to I'm gonna work on the Finn accent. He hasn't been on the show in a couple of weeks, so it's understandable. I haven't had a reason to do it. You put, uh, 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 oh, no. When, when John was going, was going John. Just crackly voice. <laughs> Yeah, I just punch myself in the throat a few times. He is actually punching himself. What are you doing? Why are you hitting yourself today? <laughs> well, the first time was accidental. I, I don't know what... It, I felt something, like, on my face, and I thought it was a bug. And in my, like, waking up haze, I was like, oh, yeah, punch it. <laughs> then I punched <laughs> myself in the eye. And then I was just immediately confused by doing that. Uh, you live a bizarre life. Do I? Yes. Oh. Karrion Cross versus Dominic Dijakovic was the main event of NXT. Oh, this match was so boring. It did nothing. I just wanted two minutes of Cross killing him. We didn't get that. And then we got melodrama. We got so much melodrama! Cross is good in matches that are four minutes or shorter, which is the reason the Champa match at the TakeOver worked. And here, he just beat up Dijakovic forever and did nothing. And as you said... Oh, Keith Lee came out and Cross continued to beat him up. And they did a spot where he was meant to kick the steps into his head. And he very clearly kicked the top steps nowhere near his head. (laughs) And it's like, at least set up a spot that looks at least... Like, it's the chair gimmick, you know, where you put his head on a chair and you hit the chair over on him. Where you don't actually hit his head, but visually it looks fine. Yeah. Like, you, you have to actually do some decent smoke and mirrors, not kick a top step that looks nowhere near his head and be like, my God, his head's been crushed. You know what my favorite spot was? What? When, like, Dajakovic was down, Keith Lee was in the corner, and he started reaching for him. Oh! Lee, help me. And then he gets choked back. And Lee just has to stand there, watching his frenemy die. And they're they're doing the thing where, like, they're best friends or something. It's like, no, they hate each other. 
They have a respect for each other, but they Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You hate each other. And straight up at the start, like, Dungeon Comic did not like him. (laughs) But they just decided that, oh, okay, this this, uh, rivalry is now a friendship. You're both baby faces now, therefore you cannot dislike each other also, because that's not how WWE works. Far and away, Dijakovic is like on the losing end of that rivalry. <laughs> they keep acting like they're like 50 50. But Lee's like he beating. Loses all his matches. But Lee's like beating four out of five times. Listen, it's an iconic rivalry that both men are doing really well. And you know what? That's fine. I think Lee was a coward to defend his belts against Dijakovic because he knew the odds were on his side to win. I'm going to pick an easy yeah, challenger for he, my he first went, challenge. He went out there and he was like, oh, someone who pushes me to the limit. Yeah, the subtext there is that he knew he was going to get an easy win and that's why he did it. Bask in his glory. Bask in his glory. Do you know how much I hate the Legion? What's the Legion? The Legion. His fans. The Legion. Oh. 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 Hmm. And did you, in his promo today, he's like, I may be limitless, but I will not limit the NXT roster by being the North American champion. But he won it. Yeah, but he won't limit them. Because he's limitless. Uh, Well, uh, if they were so limitless as well, they could beat you for it. But they're not. So you're a coward. This is... Keith Lee's a heel now. Yeah. Shotzi and Keith Lee, both heels. Oh, goddamn. That triple threat was real good. And, I don't know, most of the rest of the show is there. Yeah. At least it felt like the back half kind of, like, mattered. And it probably helps that, like, that, that triple threat anchored the show in the middle. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it didn't have too long a stretch of just being bad. Well, actually, no, there was nothing really on the show that was bad. Actually, the main event. I put the main event in bad category because it was boring as hell. See, I, I, I like the, the first good. two minutes of the main event. <laughs> it was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is like, oh, 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 no, no, no. Oh. And then it kept going. And then I just started laughing at it. Uh, so that's NXT. It's kind of what NXT is, the show that you laugh at. Whereas AEW is the show you laugh with. Yeah. All the Wrestling Dynamite opened with Cody defending the TNT yes! Championship in a no disqualification yes! match against Eddie Kingston. Yes! I'll let you go before I get out about it for like 15 minutes. Go on. This ruled. Everything about this rule. Cody was out there. He was expecting a nice little video for whoever comes out. Little vignette. Then Kingston comes out. Gets two minutes to cut a promo live on TNT. Which is crazy. It goes at Arn. Goes at Cody. They have a match. The match is really good. I liked the story. They gave they gave Kingston an out for losing. They gave him like an injury like thing, which is like, okay, are you going to sign him? I'm very worried that they're not going to sign him because they announced the Ricky Start signing like immediately after, but they haven't done that with Kingston yet. And the match was good. He did a powerbomb onto the tax. Cody got fucked up from that. This match ruled four stars. Continue. I think it was a good match. Mm-hmm. I thought as as a P at angle, it worked. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was a complete waste of Eddie Kingston. You thought Eddie Kingston deserved more. I thought if you're going to... Do, and I actually think... I think they did exactly the right story. Where the guy shows up, you tell the story about he sold his goddamn boots. He's a dirty man who's working all his life, who's never had a chance. Heavy shot at impact. <laughs> but he's a fighter. He's a street fighter. And he wants to fight Cody. And so you have Cody beat some nerd, some the war horse or somebody. Then Kingston jumps him. Cody's like, I won't give you a match. You give me my match, you coward. And then he raises the stakes the next week. And you give Eddie Kingston... A chance to talk you into the match. They did all of that in three minutes. They should have done it in three weeks. It seemed like they were even like gonna allude to doing a story like that because when Cody was talking about it, like in the segments, they had um, like they, they put over like, oh, I heard this warhorse kid's cool, but then they also said like something along the lines of people out there shooting their own angles aren't gonna be rewarded. And it's like, that could have literally been the story that Kingston shot his own angle to try and get this title shot and you wouldn't give it to him until he eventually gets you to give it to him. But they, yeah, they, they did the Vince Russo version of it. Well, I, I, you gotta remember, the thing is, there's no guarantee that Kingston shows up more than this one episode. So they did the story for the one episode that they think they might use him. There's no guarantee, though. They can use him for three weeks. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, to them, this is Kingston's one episode that we're going to use him for. And then he gets he gets the reaction that he got. Okay, maybe we keep using him, but like that clearly wasn't the original plan that they were just gonna they were just gonna use him for this one time. But even if you're only bringing him for one show, shoot a sit down, shoot a challenge promo, and shoot the match and air it over three weeks. I'm just saying you can only bring, you can bring him in once and do they do a three week angle. I'm just saying. It's I I just think it's a tremendous waste of Eddie Kingston to have him like they did the entire angle from start to finish. In the first 12 minutes of time. And it was really good because it's a good angle and it works and they had a good match. But it's it's the Vince Russo version of this where they rushed through it all. And you go from challenge to raise the stakes. Uh, sorry, debut to challenge to raise the stakes to match to Kingston loses. You do the entire story in 12 minutes instead of three weeks. And like they did a good rating last night. But on an emotional level. And like the commentary was so good that they were like, oh, he sold his boots to pay his mortgage payments during the pandemic. That's how much this means to him. That's how much he needs this opportunity. And they didn't let that story sit. He already lost and i i hope he's not gone because i'd be deeply disappointed if he is gone and i actually think he should answer the uh, the open challenge multiple times but that'd be cool i don't know if they're gonna do that though like he should keep going back and answering that challenge but yeah like people are raving about this and i think rightfully so i'm gonna sound too harsh in it but i really think it's a waste of eddie kingston not to do it like not to give him a chance to talk people into really caring about this match yeah i mean i get it but it's like it was a good match <laughs> Kushida's getting a figure. Fun fact, just got sent that photo. Kushida? Yeah. So that's where he is, getting figures. Oh, that's nice. They're also doing Edge from his WrestleMania match with Mick Foley. Mm. When he had the pants. Remember when they did fire at WrestleMania? That was only 14 years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> that made you feel old, didn't it? <laughs> Ooh, didn't like that at all. That was only two thirds of your life ago. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, John Moxley cut a promo. Yeah, I like John Moxley. This guy he can talk. Oh, uh, uh, can he? I've no, I don't think I've ever heard him speak, Liam. What does he sound like? <laughs> I, I don't know. Something about the snakes in the grass. Oh, MJF won a squash that bafflingly went through a commercial break. Not the first time a match bafflingly went through a commercial break on this show. I don't think that's that bad. It's just one of those weird things. It's like, why are you having this weird MJF squash go through a break? Just have him beat somebody. I think, Come on, I think it's weirder for us 
because we're the fight stream and we actually have to watch the full match. <laughs> we have to watch the weird squash match, not just them beat them. Yeah, because like if you look at the way they did the Hangman one, the perspective of that when on the actual show was just go to break with Hangman beating the shit out of him, come back from break with Hangman beating the shit out of him. It's like it didn't look like he got anything on him, but for us, we got to see all of Alan Angel's hope spots. <laughs> Hey, they put. I think that was in picture in picture as well. Does so anyone if you look actually closely, pay attention yeah. to picture in picture? <laughs> it's a weird thing that they were like, we have picture in picture. Obviously, the idea is so they don't change the channel yeah. during the commercial break. But who actually watches it? I would on. love for both shows to go a week without saying the term picture in picture. Why? Because I swear to God, it's like twenty times combined. Every single break, every single break, and we got picture in picture, boys. And everyone goes, whoa, picture and picture. <laughs> like, I don't care about picture and picture. Uh, did you know we got 31 prize packs coming up? And one of them will be a Zoom call with an AEW superstar. You got to get the special hashtag, Liam. Uh, I, to, I think I've only ever seen the special hashtag once. I think they didn't, they've stopped putting them on the fight stream. I think that's the reason that's, we've only seen it once. That's some bullshit. International fans are being ripped off. And we are, we're paying for this show. Sorry, I'm paying for this show. Yeah, we should enter and then get a Zoom call with Le Champion, and we should put it on the podcast. Yeah, record it. With, yeah, without it. telling you. <laughs> Please tell me about Griff Garrison. Um, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Good question. That's a BTE bit. Wow. Wow. Um, he looks like Jungle Boy. Except bigger. So he's Jungle Man. Um, mm-hmm. He's a, He was on Dark a couple times, and now he's got a reoccurring BTE bit. Well, good for him. Yeah, where everyone goes, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Britt Baker called herself the Michael Jordan of wrestling. She, no, at one point she just called herself Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, that's fair. When it came back from like the break, break she was like, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're not. Don't lie. Can you prove she's not? I suppose, but... Have you ever seen Britt Baker and Michael Jordan in the same place? No. Well, there you go. Britt Baker would never tell a lie. She's a role model. She's, uh, uh, she's, do you like Britt Baker? I like her promos. I don't know why she gets, still gets them every single week. Yeah. I th- I think that might be, I think she's overexposed. I think that you've nailed my problem that I've, I, I've been ruminating on. It's like, why do I not really care much for Britt Baker? I do think it's overexposure because she does more or less the same promo every week. Like when she got hurt, I was like, all right, she's going to go away for a bit and then come back. <laughs> but she like did the going away bit without going away. <laughs> And instead has been a constant presence on the show. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. At least Rebel gets, like, a consistent spot. Always always good to have Menagerie representation. Mm. The freak Where's coming Terry? in. Taz cut a promo about how he would not let Cage tap out because he thinks he's not good enough to win the AW that's, World Championship. No, no, that's not what he said. He really tried to thread that needle, and I think he failed. But basically, Darby interrupts. Uh, Ricky Starks drop, j- jumps up from behind. Uh, Darby's head whiplashes off the ropes. I believe gave him a concussion before uh, John Moxley made the save, setting up a tornado tag team match next week. Cool teams. Does Starks fit with Taz and Cage? Nope. It's a weird bunch. Nope. He does not. Um, I, at one point they said that it was Taz's team, and I'm like, is that their way of getting around Team Taz? Mm. <laughs> they should just invert the logo and make it Taz's team. And Starks is out there in his weird shoe slippers, being like, looking fancy. It's like, then you big gruff Taz and giant, gigantic muscle man Brian Cage. What a weird group. They definitely should all get the tracksuits, though. 
They should. They, they, remember when Taz showed up to TNA and he had those like re- weird tracksuits that he wore with some old Joe? No. Joe didn't wear a track. He did. I think he was, he was just too lazy to wear a suit because he was in the technically in the main event mafia. Was he in the main event mafia? There's no way of knowing. Uh, he was main event mafia adjacent for like two weeks. Anyway. He was in Aces and Eights. Yeah. Weird group. Weird group of people. But sure. Garrett. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the butcher and the blade, like just downstairs before their match, chopping meat? I'd like to think that this is how they prepare for every match. They need to like, okay, first of all, the, they need to wear the butcher outfits like to wrestle in every week. They look much cooler yes. than with their like wrestling 100%. gear. They need to wear the white pants. They need to wear the boots, and they need to wear the butcher outfits. It rules. <laughs> every 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 week before their match, they just go get a bit of butchering and go beat some meat. Get ready for the wrestling matches. In an industrial kitchen on their one <laughs> on their one like little table with their pre-cut meat. It's just like they, well you you struggle to find a suitable butchering table at a, a wrestling venue, Liam. It's understandable. You have to search around. I'm sure. They definitely should have started like this match instead of like fake getting ready, they should have just thrown the butchering implements at the young bucks. And they should have, like, yes. dodged out the way. No, they shouldn't have dodged. They should have been impaled by a knife. I didn't say it. Kill off Nick Jackson. I don't even think the Butcher was using a cleaver. I think they were just using, like, steak knives. Well, maybe they were cutting steak, Liam. I yeah, wasn't but, paying that yeah, much attention. Yeah, but you still use a butchering knife to butcher it. You don't, you don't... Have you ever butchered meat yourself? Yes! Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that gambit doesn't work when you've actually done things. You son of a bitch. <laughs> You and your butchery. This is why you love the butcher and the blade so much. You find them very relatable. Yeah, I also relate to the blade, whose job is also the but. Well, you see, the butcher wields the blade to cut the meat. <laughs> he just swings Braxton Sutter. That would make like a sense if they had ham. one match where they actually <laughs> like one move where he throws the blade, but he doesn't. He actively throws other people onto the blade. He wields people at the blade. That that also works. Does it? Because you have the blade set... Well, if you have the blade set up You throw the meat at the knife. Well, if you have the knives set up properly, I'm sure there's a way to throw meat at it so that it would cut the meat. It would require a lot of precision and skill, but who's who's to say that the butcher is not that kind of precise and skilled individual? I love the butcher. (laughs) I was watching this and I was like, the butcher might be my favourite wrestler. You should have tweeted that take, and then we could have read it on the podcast. Who Top three, the Butcher, Evil, and the other person that I mentioned that I forgot. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, ah, I forgot who it was now, and it upsets me. Your three favorite wrestlers. We mentioned it on the podcast last week. Nick Jackson, what are we up to? Like, four times jumping off that stage now? Maybe five? Yeah. And this one was crazy. I always love the swanton off of it. And the, the, the dual dives as well, with the nice wide camera shots. Like, ooh, dives. Yeah, the Young Bucks, they're good at this uh, business. They're good at many kinds of wrestling matches as well. Not just the wrestling matches they're good at. It's almost like they're one of the best teams of all time. Maybe Hmm. the best team of all time. Hmm. Hmm. We then had the highlight of the show. Jake Roberts was cutting a promo. I actually couldn't tell you what he was saying. More importantly... He he, he just made fun of Alex Marvez. (laughs) Louds Archer was just absolutely murdering fools in the background, including throwing somebody through the ceiling and dumping them in a trash can, which actually someone, after the NXT rating, the ratings came out in AEW1 comprehensively, someone did a a, a classic gif 
of Lance Archer with the AEW logo and the nerds he's beating up with the NXT logo just beating the living hell out of him. That's very funny. It's a good bit. Uh, I love Lance Archer so much. He was really uh, he, good. Like, legitimately, he's my favorite thing on this show. Did you not see The Butcher? <laughs> Listen, you have The Butcher, I have Lance Archer. Dude, The Butcher versus Lance Archer would rule. They should do that match. Do it. Do it. That's an FTW title match right there. Get rid of Brian Cage. Make that for the FTW title. Yeah. Archer should kill everybody. Kill them all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're killing the butcher. <laughs> well, he should turn his knives against him. Damn. Everybody dies. The meat that has been carved now is the butcher. Yeah, but is the meat on the table? Ryback. No. Ryback. That was a Ryback. Because his song is meat on the table. Yeah, that's what you are. Sure. Yeah, the cla- that classic Ryback theme. Feed me less, Ryback. <laughs> Got him. Owned. See, the man. Diamante defeated oh. Evilise. I was going to talk about Ryback's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> Where he was nude. <laughs> we are not going down the Ryback Instagram <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> of all the rabbit holes we go down, I we did 15 minutes on the kind of butcher meat <laughs> that he's cutting. I will not let you take me down Ryback's Instagram. <laughs> Diamante, beat Evilise. Tell me about the match. Why? It was fine. Diamante won. She's facing Shida next week. Yeah, Diamante's got really nice gear. Sure, I don't remember. I don't. I couldn't even picture it. So it's, I'll. I'll take your. Well, it has LAX on the side. Fifty-one, fifty-eight. Nothing to mess with. You could put her with LAX, and then put King with LAX, and just reform the actual LAX. And also just take the name. Please don't. Adam Page defeated five in a very long match. But it was good. I liked it. Was it? I liked it a lot. It was just. Five getting beat up, then he did a couple hope spots. I liked it. I thought I thought Five had a better match with Kenny Omega. You know the match that ruined his career. I thought that was a better match, a better showing for Five. Mm. Here was like I just want it's the I, I it's a thing I have with the Dark Order nerds that once you put the Dark Order nerd mask on them, I just want everybody to beat them in like three minutes, unless you're Evil Uno. Like Evil Uno is the only one of those people I will accept having competitive matches with anybody. The rest of them instinctively once i see them they're just giant nerds who should be beaten in two minutes not even Stu. well Stu doesn't have a mask so uh jr hates Stu grayson <laughs> why 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 every time Stu grayson comes out he's like oh Stu, don't uh, Stu grayson if that is his real name <laughs> do you think evil Uno's his real name <laughs> I just, every single time Stu grayson's on screen he's like Stu grayson if that is his real name and like uh, Adam, uh, Adam Angels, Alan Angels. There we go. Adam, Alan Angels was announced as Alan Five Angels, and Jim Ross was like Five Angels. What does that mean? And he's like uh, Excalibur. You could almost hear like face palm. It's like he's the fifth person in the Dark Order. He used to be Alan Angels. He has a big V on his tights, man. He's number five. <laughs> this isn't difficult, man. If you were to like look at all of the Dark Order nerds, right, and uh-huh. and like. You look at them all and you just see, like, Preston Vance got a full gear change. You'd be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, he got nice white Jay White pants. He got a cool jacket. <laughs> just seems like there's some favoritism in the Dark Order and I don't appreciate it. Uh-huh. Colt got his own shirt. He's the most important Dark Order member. I do like that little story with him, like, hiding Colt away from the actual cult activities. <laughs> like, no, no, we're just a group of friends. <laughs> He, he just shows up as well. He's just like, hey, we we beating up Adam Page? No, that that's the thing. He doesn't even think they're beating up Adam Page. 
So what does he think is going to happen when the seven of them come out to talk to Adam yeah, Page? Brody came out, and then when Brody left, he took Colt with him, so he didn't see anything. They... Colt doesn't watch the television show? No. Colt lives it. Why would you watch a show that you're on? He doesn't, like, hear anything? He hasn't seen any... He's wrestled the Dark Order. <laughs> Colt is notorious for not being online, okay? Colt is notorious for not looking at his opponents in his own wrestling matches? Yes. He learned that lesson from Homicide. After the match, they beat up Paige before FTR made the save. And when FTR made the save, then Kenny strolled out. He's like, oh, I'm here too, guys. <laughs> they threw a cooler at him. <laughs> they did. They threw a cooler of beer and then ran off the Dark Order. And then Kenny ran out. He's like, hey. Kenny's like, I'm here to help. I helped too. No, oh, Ken. Kenny just came out because he saw there was a mess everywhere. And he's like, well. Don't you dare. Sweet, <laughs> Don't sweet, you make a cleaner sweet, reference. Sweet, Don't you dare. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, main event, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager defeated Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy in a perfectly <laughs> acceptable tag team match. Nah. Nothing more, nothing less. You know what? Two and three quarters. Not even giving it the gentleman's three. Two and three quarters still falls under the purview of perfectly acceptable. Yeah. But I'm not giving it the gentleman's three, alright? Fair enough. Was... Uh, how do you feel about the return of Sammy Guevara? Yeah, right. Are you furious that they didn't keep him out longer? No. I will say, personally... I wouldn't have done a surprise return with him. Yeah, that, that, that same kind of, like, you know, not the point <laughs> to just, like, have a yeah. guy come back and be like, here's his big moment. It's like, Sammy Guevara's back. Back from what, you say? We won't say. But doing a surprise return, little weird. I would have just announced that he's back on the show. I have just yeah. said, like, Sammy's back. He has this match this week. Yeah. I think Jim Ross didn't know who Serpentico was. Fair enough. He doesn't watch Dark, just like me. I was I was also pretty sure I was like, oh man, that's crazy. Like, Sammy must be out for like six months <laughs> if they're going to replace him. You actually thought it was Serpentico? I, I thought it was Serpentico until the shooting star press. Really? It took you that long? When he, oh, when, when he jumped in the ring, I was, I was just confused by it. I didn't like believe it necessarily, but I was confused by it. I was like, why? Even earlier in the show, they, they did, like, uh, at least two close-ups on Serpentico. I'm like, why are they cutting to Serpentico? But they always right. cut to Serpentico. He's always one of the guys they focus on in the crowd. This is long-term story. I assume because he's visually distinct. Yeah. Like, literally, the second he jumped the rail, it's like, oh, Sammy. I'm, I'm, I I understand wrestling better than you, clearly. Yeah, well, I'm just a big fan of Serpentico and the original Death Dealer from Japan, Dr. Luther, a new tag team on Dark. Why? Because he's th- was Doctor Luther your new favorite wrestler? He might have been. No, it wasn't Doctor Luther. All right, match of the week: uh, Kingston and Cody. Match of Whereas the week. I will go with the Triple Threat from NXT. Wow, you're just a Vincel. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a cool AEW Chad, <laughs> and you're a loser who likes NXT. Oh, how the times have changed. Which show did you prefer? Ah, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> NXT. I, yeah, uh, NXT. I'm Lance Archer. I'm throwing NXT all around. You're that. You're you're the nerd in the fucking roof now. AEW. AEW. Top. You done? No, these morning shows are weird. <laughs> we shouldn't allow you to do podcasts. This this is why we have an established time that you always miss. This is my. This is me at full energy. That's the problem. I need to be drained from a day of this. <laughs> we need to take all the weirdness and dopey tangents out of you. This is why you punch yourself in the face the second you wake up. Just so you can be like, I'm too energetic. Just to center myself. Uh, I'm also AEW. Poll is 88% AEW, 12% NXT. Based on 515 votes, as well, or 555 votes even. So comprehensive hammering. Victory for AEW. 
Comprehensive Hammering is my porn name. There you go. It should be a wrestling name as well. <laughs> Honestly, finish your name. Probably would work. Comprehensive Hammer. Yeah. It's, it's just the Polish Hammer. It's a step up from the Burning Hammer because it's comprehensive. Wow. It's like the Burning Hammer, but better. <laughs> that, that's the podcast slogan. You can listen to the podcast every week. You can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod. We can vote in the poll every week. If you'd like more AEW coverage in your podcasting feed, you can follow everything Elite, where you, they talk about everything the, Elite, including elite, Dark and Dynamite the, the, and the that elite, terrible theme song. The, if you'd like more WTV show coverage in your podcasting feed, you can listen to Shake Them Ropes. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. I'm going to go watch the Xbox event. Thought you were going to go to sleep. Oh, no. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.